Hello everybody, Ben Maldis here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to the Toronto Raptors 134-110 win against the Brooklyn Nets. Riker, what a way to start off this postseason run, a lot, a lot better than last season. Well, there's something to be said, Ben. That first game curse is it usually lingers for the Raptors, not this season. The first half, definitely more exciting than the first, or than the second. The Raptors, 33-point lead, they, I mean... This game, they could have had 150 piece. This game, they could have had 160 piece if they really tried. But it was, it was basically, it was exciting start to finish in a series that maybe might not have been that promising. Ben, what a way to begin! Yeah, for sure. The Toronto Raptors, as you mentioned, came out in this one were just hitting every shot, locking down the the Brooklyn Nets offense. They they couldn't get any clean looks. It was just a, a masterpiece on the basketball court, the way the Raptors were executing. Then, as you mentioned, the, the Nets made some adjustments, got Carousel Vert going a little bit, got guys like Timothy Luwabu Kerbo hitting some shots and stuff. But then, once again, Nick Nurse playing chess, came back, bounced back, and really just locked down the Nets again. And then we saw the Toronto Raptors obviously blow it open the fourth. But the first guy we got to talk about, Fred Van Vliet, Riker. 30 points for Fred, 11 assists, 8 of 10 from the three-point line. This man's was ready to go tonight. Well, we were saving this joke, Ben. Did he have another child that we didn't know about, Ben? Because he was splashing threes tonight. <laughs> we know that's been the running joke because if you reflect back on the previous season it seemed like he was in a shooting slump until he had the birth of his first child I believe and I mean he was Fred unleashed tonight and Cabarro he was you know he was going shot for shot blow for blow with uh, Van Vliet but ultimately you don't see this kind of good shooting from the Raptors all the time and everybody seemed to be on but Fred Van Vliet tonight specifically could do no wrong Ben. Yeah, whether it was dribble pull-up threes, shots in the corner, contested shots above the break, even had some really great slashes, attacks, attacking the rim, shooting over Jared Allen, who obviously is a shot blocker. He he could do no wrong tonight, made some great passes, had a couple of steals as well. Fred was just on a whole nother level, and this is what we see. This is finals MVP vote Fred Van Vliet we got tonight, and... If we're getting this sort of play, level of play from our backcourt, obviously Lowry didn't have the same shooting performance, but did all the little things as Lowry always does and had the best plus minus. If we have this sort of performance from our backcourt, it's it's going to be really tough for honestly any team to to stop this team because when Fred and Lowry are going like they did tonight, it's it's just a remarkable the way our offense flows. Well, and I just want to say it's Fred's yeah. second child that uh, that got the magic going, Fred Jr., I think... He was on the big screen uh, before the game, the the intros. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they've been doing that in the NBA with the kids. They've been featuring them as, like, announcing the starting lineups and stuff. It's family. It seems to be an integral part of this. And, of course, we saw guys like Mike Conley just had a child, and so he had to leave. That hurts the, the Utah Jazz a little bit as well. But, I mean, these guys have been locked away. But, Ben, there's a lot of points to bring up because you're talking about Fred Van Vliet. You're talking about our backcourt. And Kyle Lowry – Three charges drawn in the first half. You know, collectively, what are they? Plus 30 or plus 40, right? You think about how... I think we have the smallest backcourt in the NBA. These are... Both of them 
I mean, I, I would challenge you to say that it might be the smallest backcourt for, for starters because I think they're both mm-hmm. only six foot or six foot one. And then finally, who was it between? It was only a couple seasons ago that Fred Van Vliet went undrafted and was fighting for that last roster spot between the Canadian. Who? What's his name, Ben? The, the, that other point guard. Heslop, Heslop, Brady Heslop. Brady Heslop. And to be at this point today where this guy, he's going to get darn near a max contract uh, in, in this upcoming free agency. I mean, you, you can't say enough, but Ben, not just Fred Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry, Pascal, see every single starter scored in double digits. So take it away with who you need to talk about next. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I'll just bring up Lowry. He, you, you said the charges, his ability to slash, he hit a bunch of threes early on, which really set the tone for the Raptors. And he just does all the things you need to make a winning team. So that was really exciting. But uh, a guy that's kind of struggled in the bubble compared to what we expect him to do, Pascal Siakam, I think he came out in this game with the right mentality. He was attacking the rim. He hit his open shots when when they were coming. He hit three really early on and then sort of fell back into that slump in terms of shooting, but continued to attack the rim, went 9 for 9 from the free throw line, had 18 points, 11 rebounds. And I think this is a good transition game from Siakam to, start getting his game going I feel like he's sort of on track to really get back to the it's it's a good stepping stone game to to play the right way I think the shots will start going down for Pascal and I feel like and this is this is sort of a, a thing for Nick Nurse to look at but I don't, I don't know if we used our coach's challenge but Siakam seemed to really start getting his game going in the second half made a shot then the next possession came down got an M1 and it was randomly called an offensive foul and then the the Nets came back and had a hit a three or whatever. But I feel like if Nurse challenged that, got the extra points for Siakam, would have kept him in his rhythm. Maybe we see us go further. But what did you see from Siakam tonight? Four four of thirteen from the field, but eighteen and eleven. Ben, get ready for a captain obvious quote here. But the Raptors, they're not the team. They're not the they're not the Raptors of last season, right? That obviously. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is, we're not relying on Pascal Siakam to be the guy every night. There's five guys. Well, there's three guys out there, maybe four, that can be the highest scorer on any given opportunity, right? And so even even that's different than the DeMar DeRozan Raptors, where really it still had to be DeMar or Lowry, right? So this season you could say, all right, Pascal Siakam, he needs to take the next step. He needs to be a 25-point-per-game guy in order for the Raptors to win. And maybe in a tougher series that'll prove to be true, not against the Brooklyn Nets, at least that's my suspicion. What I see this being more like is the Raptors, a good, a good comparison is that uh, Detroit Pistons team where they had just that well-rounded championship team, no no Rip Hamilton and Ben Wallace and, and that whole squad. But tonight, Siakam was like a, a Westbrook, you know, undeniably on Houston, Harden is the guy, but Westbrook's the one that's putting pressure on the defense, always attacking. And Pascal Siakam, you said it, even though his shot wasn't going in, he wasn't settling, right? He wasn't wasting possessions by taking bad threes. He was still attacking the rim, leaving the opportunity for off- offensive rebounds, making the defense collapse. I, I think that that's, that's perfect, and his shot is going to fall eventually, Ben. Exactly right. He is a few of the games. He sort of looked lethargic in the bubble, not really engaged, and that makes sense, especially when you're sort of locked into that two seed. But really looked focused tonight for most of the stretches. And as you said, he was attacking the rim. He was attracting those double teams, and he made some really nice passes. He only had one assist, but that that one was actually a really beautiful pass underneath to Gasol. But really attracted the players, and I think he got a few hockey assists because the defense was coming over. The ball would swing, and we got a lot of open threes off Pascal Siakam's post ups, but. It, 
I, I, I'm expecting, I think this is a good sign for Pascal, but our, our bigs tonight, we got, we got to talk about those guys. Sergi Baca, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. Marc Gasol, 13 and 5, which is a huge offensive output for Gasol. But those guys just completely, they had the Nets bigs shook in the first half, and it continued throughout the whole game, especially with Ibaka. Absolutely, Ben. And we, we've come used to Ibaka being a 20-plus point-per-game guy. I think this is a fantastic series for him where the Brooklyn Nets, they looked a lot more solid when they played that Houston Rockets-style basketball. Right, Jared Allen went mm-hmm. out with foul trouble towards the end of the second or beginning of the third. I, I can't remember which. They had that small ball lineup. Their ball movement was fantastic. They were just driving and kicking, had a lot of threes, and that's what brought them back in close, within 10, within 9, within 8. And that style basketball is a lot better when you have Ibaka out there as your defensive anchor. Not to take anything away from Marcus Gasol, but he's obviously better defensively when he at least has to tether himself to the other big guy on the court. But when there's no big guy, that style of play suits Ibaka better. So I think this is going to be a really good series to get his confidence up. Yeah, most definitely. We saw the way Ibaka can really get his game going this season in those scrimmages and obviously throughout this is I think is his highest scoring average season in his career it is, but yep. struggled and yeah struggled in a few of the games in the bubble but as you mentioned the if Ibaka can really just well he can he can des- just automatically whoever they have down there even if they have Jared Allen out there Ibaka can just really for- impose himself down the lane, get offensive rebounds, do those little post hooks he loves, shoot over some guys, and then his three gets going. It's it, it was really encouraging to see Serge Ibaka play at that level, and as well as Gasol. Even though obviously this matchup better suits Ibaka on this one, and you know if we play the Sixers, it better suits Gasol. But his ability to drive down low, uh, guys like how do you pronounce the, the guy Kirkus? Kirkus? Karooks. I think they were calling him Karooks. Yeah. Karooks. This man's had five fouls within, I feel like, three minutes of this game. He just couldn't guard Gasol on the front lines. Then Ibaka came in, and it was just even more of a mess for him. Jared Allen, he was complaining to the ref seemingly the whole game. And... You know, I I don't I think the calls were pretty even both ways. So it, it's really nice to see our guys really to pound down low, especially as you mentioned when the Nets go small. But uh, one guy we have the the sort of topic of discussion going into the playoffs is because we knew Norman Powell and Ibaka were the two guys off the bench that were going to get minutes, and Norm really only got 17 minutes tonight, which I found interesting. And most of them were in garbage time. I think five of them. So I was surprised to see Norm not get that much run, not have that much leash, but. Terrence Davis came in in this one and really played well, had 11 points in just 12 minutes, had four rebounds, was attacking the rim, hitting threes. What were your thoughts from TD in this one tonight? Okay, well, you know, talk about Norm first. 16 points out of 48. We, I, I've always thought he should be a 15 to 20 point guy, so that falls in line with what I would expect he would get come playoffs and this isn't his series it could end up being fine for him but this to me this is not norm series so that i tonight was fine and terrence davis first playoffs of his career obviously his first season in the nba first shot of the game splashes the three that's the kind of confidence that we need from the rookie coming off the bench i thought that ronda hollis jefferson got too many minutes i thought they could have given him zero minutes tonight i would have rather see the Matt Thomases and the Terrence Davises play and Matt or T- Terrence Davis. I'm talking about a lot of guys at once, but Terrence <laughs> Davis specifically, he was clean and I'd like to see more of them this series. especially. 
that's an interesting point you bring. I completely agree with you about Terrence Davis, but you don't see Norman Powell because Norman Powell's been our guy off the bench. He's been our spark plug. He's been a monster this this entire season, no matter who he's going up against. You think Norm shouldn't play more than fifteen minutes? I I I'd expect Norm getting twenty five to thirty minutes a night. No, in lieu of who? You're gonna play your start, man. We know we've talked about we've drilled this to death that in the playoffs you're going to play basically a seven to eight man rotation. So you you know you're going to give your backcourt your starting backcourt 35 plus. You know you know Kyle Lowry's not playing less than 35 minutes per game unless he goes down injured. Knock on wood. OG Ananobi you're going to give him run and then you're going to give your bigs Yeah, I don't I don't see us taking away time to give extra to Norman Powell. And when I say I don't think it's a series, I mean I think Norman Powell picks and chooses his series. I think that like we see him play against the Bucks, he elevates his game. <laughs> if we need him to elevate his game, keeps him in the tank for the Celtics, the Bucks, the NBA Finals. I don't need you balling out against the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know, because Norman Powell's this season's been averaging close to 30 minutes per game. And as you mentioned, even if Lowry and Fred are getting 35, 37, 38 minutes per game, there's still about 20 minutes there where one of them are not on the court if they're taken out, right? Because you'd assume that you'd stagger Lowry and Fred being off the court. You always want a point guard in there. And then Norm can play the small forward with OG out there. I, I, I think the way Norm's playing, you have to give him run, let him loose, give him a bit of leash. He's shown shooting 40% from three this year, 16 points, two, uh, a steal a game, th- four rebounds. Norm's just been an absolute monster. I, I think, as you said, with the seven, eight-man rotation, I-, I think Norm has clearly solidified himself in that seven or eight-man. He has. He has. I, You know, there's no taking away from that, but if you look at the minute distribution tonight, who got the most minutes? I mean, they gave the starters a lot of minutes tonight. I don't think you're taking away their time necessarily to give it to Norman Powell. And against the Celtics, you probably will, you know, when somebody's not playing well. The issue with tonight was everybody was playing well. OG played amazing. We haven't even talked about that man, and he played amazing tonight. It was really only Pascal Siakam that wasn't on, so to speak, in the starting lineup. You know, we'll, we'll see a change because Nick Nurse, he's the master of changing up lineups and doing on-the-fly adjustments. But I, I'm not I'm not as hurt to see Norman Powell play 16 minutes tonight because I know we're saving him for a better series. Fair enough, and I, I just want to see playoff Norm drop 30 every game. That's, that's what we expect to come to see from Norm in the past, so I guess it is what it is, but let's swing into the segments, Riker. Tonight, the spicy pee lay of the day. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind what this has to be. Jared Allen came down and had a really nice dunk over Ibaka. I was like, oh, you know, it was a it was a nice with the outstretched arm and stuff, but the possession right after. The ball went up, the Raptors missed a shot. OG had four men on him. Four Brooklyn Nets surrounding him, jumps up, grabs the rebound in traffic, pulls out a spicy pea spin, and then dunks on the fifth guy that wasn't around him when he grabbed the rebound, got the and one. That that play was just, that, that was a, a natural athletic footwork perfect move by OG. I was, I was speechless as I am right now. Well, that's just it, Ben, and it was over Luau Cabarro. And this man, he balled out of his mind tonight. He was super efficient from three, but it got neutralized when he got postered mm-hmm. so hard. Louder, OG had to go through his hand to get that dunk in, hung on a little bit for emphasis. One of the nicer dunks we've seen all season from this Raptors squad. Yeah, that, that was just ridiculous. The spin before, it was the, the footwork we've seen from OG. It's just, 
it's just awesome to see. I'd like to see OG show off some of the handles he was showing up earlier in the bubble because it's there. The footwork's there as we saw on that play. The dribble looks tighter. I wouldn't mind seeing OG get the ball a bit more, but I guess he's enforcing it. But he had 12 points, 5 rebounds, a couple blocks tonight. I guess now's the time to sort of talk about OG because we didn't bring him up earlier. What did you see out of OG tonight? Yeah, well, you know, you talk about his spin move. I thought that his other spin move, that was his only move of the game that I noticed. And Mm -hmm. he wasn't getting good position because, you know, if you're going to spin, usually you need the drop step on somebody to get around them, right? If you're just spinning in in Mm -hmm. place, then it's not really hard to slide over. You actually need to (laughs) spin around somebody in order for the spin to work. And and it was that last possession that he really made it work. And I was thinking the exact same thing while I was watching it. I'd rather see him display some dribble moves, take somebody off of a crossover. We know he's capable of doing that. And his body is so big and so strong that if he gets just enough space around somebody, he can muscle his way to the rim. I don't think he needs to spin every single time that's not necessarily his game and he's working on it but uh yeah i i think he hit the shots that he needed to tonight very solid yeah very solid game from og but not all plays can be the spicy play of the day and some just make you say oh geez Riker, do you have one in mind i don't know the end of the game but that you know that might be that yeah, might that, be the that's next that's another segment right yeah <laughs> you know what <laughs> listen ben i'm gonna say this because I, I forgot to mention it in 17 minutes of us talking, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Karis Levert, we knew he was the focus of tonight, but we thought it would be in the elite scoring that he's able to pour in. Tonight, 15 assists, and that might be my OGs. I didn't know that this dude could go out there and drop dimes. I thought they played their heart out after they went down 33 points, and you got to commend them for their ability to at least make it a game towards the end or you know towards the last five minutes of the fourth quarter when it got out of hand again for them yeah that's definitely fair uh one of the ogs i guess we kind of brought up that dunk that Jarrett allen had too made me say ogs that was really nasty the possession before that whole stretch was just pretty wild but that run is definitely there too but this is the interesting thing about that run record because the nets played really they were hitting their shots they were on a complete roll they they had everything sort of going for them and they still lost this game by, what is it, 24 points? Yep. Like, that's got to be pretty disheartening for the for the Brooklyn Nets to see them play this way. I don't know how many more games they're going to get out of Luwawu playing. He had 26 points, 7 rebounds. Levert, he was just completely clamped, and he had some really tough shots on this one. You know, Allen was... The, the Nets played well. They were fighting. They, they did the most of what the Raptors gave them, and they still lost by 24. So I think... It's got to be pretty disheartening for the Nets for that to happen. This be the outcome. I don't know. I think they're looking at. They're probably not looking at the final score. I would say that they're looking at. Well, we were down thirty three and we brought it back to eight. That to me, that's what they're going to be pounding home in the locker room. Maybe not. I mean, I think everybody knows where this series is going to go, and it's going to be either four or five. That's it. Not six, and they're not winning this. Not a chance in hell. So, you know, I I think that they played well for what it's worth. Fair enough. And finally, you alluded to it, record the infamous, the one, the only, Damari Carroll Gold Star Award, former Brooklyn Net, former Toronto Raptor. But we have another former sort of Raptors player getting it, Raptors 905-er, Justin Anderson. He played for the 905 this season. And, you know, as we mentioned, the game was, they were down by 24 in the last stretch of this one. And Justin Anderson, sort of out of nowhere, just started yelling at TD on the basketball court. It ended up in double text because the Raptors, I think Norm Powell or Fred, they all picked up for, for TD. But 
what was this man's going on with at the end of this game? I don't know. You know, it's one thing to want all the smoke, Ben, but when your team is getting blown out, what's the point of it? <laughs> you tell me. Maybe I, you know something I don't, but it was foolish. Like, he's not even playing either. He's just a guy that came in off the bench. He's averaging two points per game this season. He only got minutes in garbage time in this one. And... Bro, you know, how Karen mad Davis would you be guy. if Malcolm Miller went out in garbage minutes like that if we were losing by 20 <laughs> and got a technical foul for mouthing off? Like, how mad would you be at Malcolm Miller? I can I only just, imagine it's, it's the same. <laughs> it's just weird. It's what are you what what do you have to say? Terrence and Terrence Davis played really well. Like he's not saying, oh, you're trash too, or whatever, you're a bench guy. Terrence Davis isn't that, you know? Like, maybe he's mad because TD was the undrafted guy, and he was on the 905, and he said, you know, I'm going to be the, the 10th guy or 11th guy on this Raptors team. <laughs> and <laughs> maybe then, that's what he's saying And then there. the ref heard it. You're not going to be the 10th man. We ain't in Magic. What is, oh, man, Magic World? What do they call There's some Disney place that's revolved around Magic. or maybe Magic Kingdom? Magic Kingdom. We ain't in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I can just picture this guy <laughs> in his room, like punching the air, mad that TD got that spot on the Toronto Raptors roster instead of him on the 905, and he was just waiting for that moment that he could go at him in the playoff game. <laughs> I love it, man. And it's good to poke fun, and while we're poking fun, there was a lot of good tweets in the first half, and I just want to also point out before we sign off, Ben, my favorite of them comes from... Keegan Matheson, he said, at this point, it might be safer for the Brooklyn Nets to spend two hours in the gym with a group of literal, I don't know what, crustaceous period raptors, like the actual <laughs> dinosaur, because it was a slaughtering. And I just thought that was so hilarious, man. And this series, <laughs> I just hope it stays fun for three more games, Ben. For sure. The Toronto Raptors, I love seeing Brooklyn lose. They're my least favorite team. They're my least favorite franchise. You know, what they did, this is some revenge for those series they've beat us in the past. So hopefully we keep having blowout wins. But you're the best to make this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, any last words on this great game one? That's it, Ben. Speechless. (laughs) Cheers.